We also have Christopher Daniels against this man, Alex Coughlin. Alex, how you doing? Oh, fantastic. Thank you guys very much for having me on. I'm excited. That was a smooth transition. Very nicely done. Appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> resurgence, like you said, coming up. Very excited for this weekend getting ready now. Uh, it's the home stretch. You know, just making sure I'm feeling good heading into the weekend. We appreciate we appreciate you joining us because I know I assume you're over in LA already and I know it's early over there. So thank you for, for getting up early and, and taking the time to join us. Let's let's talk about the the match with Christopher Daniels. That's a that's a veteran still going strong. Your thoughts on Daniels and what fans can expect from this match? Well, I know recently, within the past couple of years, uh Christopher Daniels, he uh was partners, he tag teams with a good friend of mine, Yuya Uemura another L.A. Dojo student, but uh, Christopher Daniels went up turning on him. This was around a year or so ago, within the past couple of years. And uh, just ever since then, I just, you know, that's that's my friend. I've had a chip on my shoulder about him. I don't care what he's done since then. Uh, we kind of have a beef in that regard because, you know, that's my friend. So uh, this coming up, it's the pre-show. It starts, I believe, 4.20 uh, Eastern time uh, this Sunday. You can catch two matches, one of which is me versus Chris Daniels and me uh, giving him the receipt for that. So you can expect a lot of chops. You're a a big proponent of the New Japan LA Dojo where you train. Uh, We've heard a lot of stories over the years about the New Japan Dojo uh, in in Japan. Uh, Can you talk to us about the training regimen, some of the expectations that are there and and parts of your training that uh, maybe are are most challenging to you? Well, uh, every story you heard is 100% true including uh, all the dragons that are in the basement. But uh, I'll talk about the actual train. Between the LA Dojo and the Japanese Dojo, they're both run, you know, uh, very similarly, the Noge Dojo in Japan versus the one over here in Carson. But I've spent time in both. First tour when we did the Young Lions Cup in 2019, we spent a good amount of time when we stayed at Dojo, and we were there. We saw the training. We got up to clean every morning. And, you know, it's, it's strict. It's what you expect. It's very regimented. Um, it's very scheduled. It's very disciplined. It's lots of squats, lots of push-ups on, in both countries. Just, uh, you know, I think when, when we were rocking and rolling, we had Sundays off, and that was really it. Every other day was, you know, three to 500 squats, however many push-ups, on top of all the, the in-ring training and the weightlifting afterwards. And, you know, we, we work hard. We're young lions. You know, there's a reason we're that animal based on Carl Gotch and not, you know, something that can't handle the heat. Um, you know, the pressure creates diamonds from coal. So we work hard and, you know, hopefully wind up even better at the end of the process. During training. Oh, sorry. Oh, Agile. If, if you don't mind. Uh, during the pandemic, New Japan Strong also became a huge part of your regimen and your work with uh, New Japan Strong was regularly featured. Uh, talk to me about the importance of New Japan Strong and working a, a TV-style program like that. Well, New Japan Strong was uh, fantastic for us because, like you said, during the pandemic, it was a very dry period for a lot of people, New Japan included. You know, we'd just been with the company. We, I went to Japan once, and then international travel shut down. So I wasn't able to go over there and go on the shows. So, you know, Rocky and a few of the people, they spearheaded um, the first couple shows technically weren't even strong branded yet. We had a few shows and then the strong name stuck. And then we did the uh, the weekly airings because we tape up in Port Wainimi. But yeah, it was great that we had, you know, something to do. And it's a very different atmosphere with the, with the no crowd tapings, with nobody else there 
versus, you know, a regular show where people would, you know, obviously be there. It's a different atmosphere, but with everybody there and it being, you know, a bit more laid back, um, you, you learn different things and you learn from different people. And it's a unique experience and a very good one and one that I'm very happy that we went through because, again, you learn different things that you normally wouldn't have. And uh, just spending all that time, you know, around everybody there, you know, it was a, the who's who of the locker room. There's a lot of American talent or people that were able to come to the, the shows, like your, your Jay White, your Juice Robinsons, all those guys. And, um, you know, I'm happy for those years that we had. And looking what it's turned into to the shows that we've had, we had the pay-per-view in San Jose. We're doing uh, more tapings coming up. The show coming up this Sunday, Resurgence. The, the first resurgence we had was our first show back with people in America. That was in L.A. That was at the Olympic Theater, I think. Whatever it's called, Olympic something. It's a couple of years back where I wrestled Carl. And uh, the resurgence show is important to me, just as New Japan Strong is important to me. And I'm very excited for these shows. I'm looking forward uh, to the future for both New Japan and America and Strong. What do you make of the rebrand of, of New Japan Strong? Because it used to be you taped the shows, you would do it was a weekly thing. Now it's basically big events when it comes to New Japan Strong, and then they air the matches as part of the New Japan Strong on New Japan World uh, in the coming in the following weeks. Right. So schedule wise, it's very similar to what we were doing. I mean, just schedule wise, to where we'd show up, wrestle, and then they'd film it and air it out. It's just now that they're bigger shows with bigger names, and it's a you know. I guess just bigger. So um, I'm happy with that direction too. And it seems pretty consistent and the shows have been great and we're getting some big names. So I'm happy with how that's going so far. And again, excited for how that's going to go in the near future. Uh, Speaking of that first new Japan resurgence show, Mm -hmm. another person who was on the show, I believe was one John Moxley. And you ended up having a match with him recently at blood sports. Hell how, yeah. <laughs> how did that come together? And really, I mean, you two went hard in that match. Talk to me about the match, how it came together, and just the general sentiment coming out of it afterwards. Well, all leading up to this, this Bloodsport, Bloodsport 9, um, I was slated to wrestle Yuya, I mentioned before, LA Dojo uh, fellow comrade. But uh, it was a week before the show, WrestleMania week. Uh, it was a Thursday. And one week before that Bloodsport Thursday, I got a call from, from Josh, Mr. Barnett. And he was like, hey, uh, Mox's opponent dropped out. Who wants you to want you to fight him? And I was like, uh, sure. Like, I didn't know exactly how to answer other than yes. Like, it, uh, it was uh, overwhelming at the time. But, you know, that, the, the week passed, if, you know, trying to figure out. You know, it's a big difference. Wrestling, you know, you, you, somebody you know, versus a big name, someone like, you know, John Moxley. But, uh, you know, just like any other fight, came and went. We fought, punched each other in the face, had a great time, and uh, I want to do it again. Training training with uh, Shibata, when you started training with him, did you ever think, one, that you'd be teaming with him years later, and then two, you're going to be facing him on June 1st for the ROH pure title when you started training with him you think like hey i'm actually gonna wrestle this guy i'm gonna team with this guy the trainer a guy who many people didn't think was gonna wrestle again after everything that happened yeah honestly uh early on it never really crossed my mind and and, uh, i just never thought of it it's 
it's so weird. The past few years, it's been five years since, you know, overnight my life changed from living in New York just to, to moving to LA and training with like this been living with this legendary trainer, just a whirlwind, just a flash. And uh, every now and then I stop to think just how a, just how weird my life is. Like a few years ago, I said, Oh, you're going to live with a 40 year old Japanese professional wrestler and train with him and, and then make him chonko and drive him places. It's like, Oh, that I don't know how much I'd believe that, but just who he is and what he's done and have the, you know, the circumstances that led him to become a trainer. You know, he wasn't a wrestler. He was, you know, soft retired at the time. I, I didn't think too much about him getting back in the ring. I was focused on, you know, not dying during the training I was currently doing. So uh, looking back and seeing where I am now, uh, it's very cool that I had the opportunity to do both, be on, you know, both sides of the ring from him. The one where we wrestled in uh, Rhode Island, where we teamed up, and very much looking forward to June first when I get to smack him in the face because I've been looking for an opportunity to do that for the last five years. Is there anything that uh, that Shabbat has taught you that you carry with you more than anything else in your training? Yes. Um, one thing he'd always say is, "Don't think, just do. Just keep it simple." Um, it's a problem that I, and I think a lot of people have, you know, you get overwhelmed with the thoughts and the possibilities of, <coughs> of everything that goes into pro wrestling, everything that goes into life. So one thing that I really always try to keep in mind is just take a breath. Don't overthink it. Just kick some ass. So that's exactly how I'm going to walk into June 1st when I'm across the canvas from him. I'm just not going to, th- not going to overthink it and, just going to do what brought me to the dance. Got me this far. So we'll see. What's it What's it do for you and your confidence and, and how much really it seems like respect Shibata has? Because I imagine with every everything, the retirement and coming back and everything, he's probably a little selective with his opponents. And he clearly trusts you enough to, to go in there and be like, I know this guy's going to give it to me. He's probably got, you know, years of training to take out on me and everything. But also, there's a there's got to be a trust level of okay, he's gonna work well, and this is gonna gonna go smoothly. Like he, I assumed, can had a lot of say in, in picking you to be one of his opponents in this return. Yeah, and that part wasn't lost on me either when I heard I was gonna be wrestling him, and that was you know a very cool feeling. I I've lived with the guy for years. We're you know we're we're very close. It's not just beyond, um, not just a student teacher relationship, but actual. Yeah, I'd, I'd say friends. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's an amazing opportunity. I mean, it's a who's who. Like, how many matches has he had since he's come back? Singles matches, tag matches. And to be involved with uh, any of them, let alone two of them, one being his first ever tag match like outside of Japan or something like that, or first ever tag partner in America out of his whole career, that's already an interesting feather. And then just having a singles match with the the man who changed my life overnight, you know, it's a... And then to a big chapter. I want to go back to your match with Ray Jazz mm. recently at Beyond the Test of Time. The Jersey legend himself, of course. Yeah, you had a spot in that match, and you took him from a seated position into a vertical suplex. Yes, I did. Yes. 
<laughs> Without saying core strength, brother, what, how? Explain to me where, <laughs> where did this come from? How did you get to this? Because that's that alone had me. I was fixated watching that. Uh, by being strong as fuck, that's how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I expected. Like, clearly, this is something you got to work on. This is something you 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 do a lot of work to get towards. But uh, this is this is something that you regularly do. Your your moniker is something something deadlift. Is the something something seated vertical position suplex? Oh, that's a great idea. You know, I could just put two adjectives or nouns before the something something. It'll become a something something deadlift. Shit, that's a good idea. I'll credit you. Don't worry. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, it's like we were talking before. Like during the pandemic, we were all here in LA. You know, in the dojo house, me, Clark, Gabe, Carl, and you know, we had this dojo, but you know, wasn't being used. We we trained in. You know, Shibata would be in Japan for months at a time during the pandemic, and uh, we would just get creative and try shit out. And we would do a lot of chain wrestling in our training. And a position I found myself in a lot was, uh, you know, you do a, grab a headlock, headlock takeover, and then you grab the, the head scissors with the legs. So in that position, you know, you, you see it a lot. There's two or three reversals that you'd normally see. And I was just thinking, I'm here a lot. Is there something else I can do to, to from, from here? Is there another way I could pick the guy up or do something? I just kind of spitballed from there. And, uh, I did a couple things. Like I wrestled John Gresham a couple of years back, about a year and a half um, in Philadelphia. And we did something to where he grabbed, uh, I grabbed the head scissors from a headlock takeover. Instead of the suplex, I grabbed them in like a, like an Argentine backbreaker, like over one shoulder backbreaker and stood up from there. And then after that, I figured, oh, a suplex would be cool. See if I can do it. And it turns out I could, thankfully. So uh, now it's a thing that I do. Don't I want to ask myself. about that, Jonathan. Yeah. I want to ask about that Jonathan Gresham match because I actually did a thing with him where we we watched a match and we broke it down kind of move move by move. And I asked him, "What match do you want to do?" And he said, uh, "The match he did with you um, uh, for New Japan Strong." And he talked about how he wanted to make everything mean something, and the headlock was a big thing in that match. Of okay, you do it once. Now we're going to escape on this one. And like everything meant something in that. So I, I guess my question right, is how much went into that match with, with Gresham and putting all of that together? And how much did, did you learn from Gresham and just putting and making all the little things mean something like that? That was an absolute pleasure working with, with, with Gresham. He's, yeah, he's amazing. I've been a fan of his work for a long, long time since before I started wrestling. And to finally get the opportunity, I, I love technical wrestling. And he's like the pinnacle. So the opportunity to wrestle him, uh, I did not take it lightly. And I just wanted to, I wanted to go do everything he said to a T, come in with a few cool ideas. And what we, what we wound up doing, I really, really enjoyed. And um, I hope we get to do it again. But yeah, I remember seeing that. Uh, that video where he talked about it and everything, and it, it's it that that was a cool feeling for sure. You know, someone like him to pick a match with, you know, someone like me, kind of relatively uh, not too well known compared to him, and uh, give me that spotlight. It was really really cool, and I love that match. Um, it was very funny because that was the first match I ever noticed in the crowd that someone brought a sign for me, and it said, "Oh, a- Android chop the soul out of him" or something like that. Something like my chops. 
And that was, I think, the only match I've ever done where I did not throw a single chop. So I'm sorry <laughs> that I disappointed my only fan to ever bring me a sign <laughs> to, to a show. But other than that, yeah, I, the only thing I can say about that is uh, I want to do it again. <laughs> He he was very you know happy with, with the match clearly, but very put you over big. I'm I'm thank you for for watching that. Um, but yeah, when I asked him like any match you want to pick, pick anything. He's like, I want to do this match I just had with Alice Coughlin. It was a great match. I'm very proud of this, and I think this will explain a lot to the audience. So I know, I mean, it came through across on video. I think of how happy he was with it. But also, that's just, awesome. He, yeah. he was very happy with it just in our other conversations. So, it was a fantastic match, too. And again, a lot of little intricacies that I don't know how many wrestling fans pick up on when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, well, that was a great match. Very, Everyone very go much. check that out. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think it was October 2022, uh, 2021, something like that. Okay, October exactly. 2021. Uh, so yes, like, October 2021. Excellent. You, uh, you call yourself the Android. What, what kind of what kind of phone do you use? Uh, how many? Uh, I plead the fifth on this one. <laughs> That's okay. I'll ask the question I actually want to ask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> about Multiverse United, you were teaming with PCO Callahan and Fred Rosser. Now, you worked with Fred Rosser before. Uh, putting together a match with those teammates, w- working with a guy like PCO and Sammy Callahan, who are both just bonkers humans in the ring what was that process like putting together that match with the four of you kind of together teaming up what was the first time ever for the four of you yeah and that show uh my wrestlemania weekend was a very busy thursday afternoon and that was it it was just Bloodsport, then immediately there for the multi-first united show and yeah honestly that's a very uh i think that's a mad lib kind of team like just name four random wrestlers and but uh it went way smoother than I would have thought, like especially with how different you say and they all I mean the 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 Frankenstein man himself. I was there at the Madison Square Garden uh, Ring of Honor New Japan show where he got power bombed from the ring to the outside, just on the floor. So going into it, I was like, Oh, it's the the crazy guy I'm gonna be with. Great. <laughs> so but it went way smoother than I thought, and we gelled um pretty well, honestly. Better than I thought we would, and it was a very fun, uh, very fun fight. Had a good time at Multiverse United. Yeah, just to put it into people's uh, minds, you were facing the team of Eddie Edwards, Joe Hendry, and the team of uh, Team Filthy, Jared Kratos, and Tom Lawler. So a lot, a lot of guys that you've worked with in the ring, but uh, also a few from Impact that uh, maybe you hadn't yet. So it, it did end up being a very smooth match. It was, it was good stuff. I just, I, I always wonder how people work with PCO. I say often. You know, he's a guy who hates his own body. And I yeah. mean that in the most <laughs> respectful way because he's entertaining as hell. It's so true, though. I don't know what happened. I don't know why, but he just does. He just jumps off stuff all the time. And he doesn't, he's not good at flipping. He's terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> but he does it every time. You've, you've shared the ring with a lot of people who have hit really hard. Uh, mm-hmm. Who has hit you? And you're a person who's hit really hard. Who's hit you the hardest, though? Oh, there's been a lot of names. Uh, Josh Barnett hits pretty hard. Uh, PJ Black hit me pretty hard the first time I wrestled him. And um, say all the dojo boys lay it in. Whenever I wrestle somebody like Clark or, or Carl or, or Narita, 
That's mostly in training, though. We just punch each other really hard. But that's really all I can think of, just the LA Dojo boys being stiff and throwing potatoes. But yeah, PJ Black hit me really hard, too. <laughs> Going back to your friendship with Yuya Yumura, I'm lucky enough to watch him weekly on Impact Wrestling right now. How did the two of you become such close friends? Where did that all come together? I mean, obviously the dojo has a point in that, but what was the moment that brought you two together? Well, the first time we met, it was during that Young Lions Cup tour in 2019, where the story of that was there was three LA dojo guys and four Japanese dojo guys and one New Zealand dojo guy. So basically it was kind of an international thing, but the main story was you know America versus Japan. Obviously, Uemura being on the Japanese side and he'd be on the American side. Everybody wrestled everybody. But that was where we met, and that's where we kind of just established the first nice-to-meet-you kind of thing. And he was cool then. He was a very nice guy. Saved our ass one time for uh, almost missing the bus the night out the night before. So thank you, Yuya, for that. But uh, then they, the resurgence show, the first resurgence show that we had, that was Yuya's first match in America. And that's when he cut the promo. Uh, nice to meet you, America. I'm Yuya Uemura. I'll never forget that. Nice to meet you, USA. Excuse me. And um, that's when he joined the LA Dojo. So he moved in with us. And the first night he came in, of course, we all went out in Santa Monica and had a fantastic time. Shout out to Takuma. Hit up his restaurant in Santa Monica. And uh, that's how we bonded, just getting drunk and hanging out. And it's you know basically a frat, the LA Dojo. So once you're once you're in, you're in. They're just living and hanging out and partying and training and getting close. You you wrestled Yoda Suji in the Young Lion Cup. First mm-hmm. match in the, the Young Lion Cup um, in 2019. Yoda's back in New Japan going after the IWGP World Heavyweight title. Big presentation in his mm-hmm. return. What are your thoughts on Yoda returning and this new presentation he has? I see him. I see him. He's not going unnoticed. All eyes are on him, and he's doing a great job. I like Yoda. That was my uh, Cork and Hall debut. It was a very exciting match for me. And, uh, you know, I kicked his ass. Yeah, you won. You, if he wins this title, you got, you got a claim to a, to a title shot here. In my exactly. Mind. I will clip that five-year-old match and put the finish <laughs> up and say, I, oh, I need this match right now. But it, that's one. It's inevitable him and I are going to clash. I ain't worried about it. I don't know when it's going to be sooner or later, but... One day we're going to fight, and it's going to be glorious. Alex, I want to I want to thank you for for joining us today. Um, you know, enjoy the rest of your day. We got the press conference for New Japan Resurgence tomorrow, and the New Japan Resurgence on May twenty first. Alex will be in an action against Christopher Daniels. Uh, the link below. Uh, by the way, there is a link below. If you have not gotten your tickets, there are tickets there. It'll also air on New Japan World and Fight. Uh, Alex, let everybody know where they can find you at. Yeah, like we mentioned before, you can find me at something something deadlift on Instagram. I know it's real stupid, but I've gone this far without changing it. So uh, there's that. On Twitter, I am at Alex Coglin ninety three. That's the year I was born, and uh, that's basically it. I got Resurgence coming up, twenty first on Sunday. That's going to be in the Walter Pyramid in Long Beach, California, which is a venue very special to me. That's where I made my New Japan debut back in two thousand eighteen against Clark Connors. So it's a very special event for me. So I hope you don't miss that one. The pre-show starts uh, about 4.15, 4.20-ish Eastern time. And uh, you should also look forward June 1st when I punch Gatsuyori Shibata in the face. Thank you guys very much for having me. I hope you didn't ramble too much. And uh, I appreciate it. 
Thank you very much. I had a great time. Thanks, it's Alex. a peer. It's a peer rules match. Now, don't punch them too hard. I think you get a warning for the closed fist. So yeah, I only get one, but that one's going to count. Oh That's man. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, fair enough. Fair mm. enough. All right. Thank you, Alex. Enjoy the rest of your day. We look forward to checking out New Japan Resurgence uh, and specifically your match against Christopher Daniels, Alex Coughlin. Everybody, fantastic man. And Joel, I didn't even bring up on air. He's still he's still behind the scenes, so I'm bringing him out. You're calling him Coughlin. I was trying to get you beat I up did it once. I did it one time as I'm like half caffeinated, trying to <laughs> trying to sort myself out in the intro. My God, trying no, to trying to get you beat up. That's gonna, a, yeah, a big dude. I'm gonna have to fly to LA and get the shit kicked out of me now. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's messaging our private chat saying Coughlin, boo, boo. Yeah, see, let's okay. Will you oh, beat no. up? Yeah. yeah. Can oh, we? you. You, you bastard, you, you piece of garbage. How dare you? <laughs> I did it one time. Tell you what. <laughs> you did it twice. You did it twice. The record will show twice. No, stop it. Alex, you come to Toronto and I'll, I'll buy you a drink of your choice. Hey, give me some Tim no. Hortons. We'll call it even. Sure, why I'll not? Punch, we'll him. Do punch him in the <laughs> face. <laughs> sure. It'll be either. If I don't like the donut and the coffee, you're getting one right in the, right in the, right in the kisser. As long as we can film it for content, we'll be okay. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, fellas, enjoy. Thank you, Alex. Thank you.